Okay. Gonna wait and make sure this is streaming. And then once I'm over there, I'm going to actually drop the link in case you want to join me on Zoom because I feel weird when I talk to myself like this. So looks like we are live in the group. Open to any and all questions here in the comments. You will see a Zoom link. You don't have to come on camera or anything, but if you want to come on over um, and verbally ask your questions, I'm totally open to that. I'm not doing that for all of the live Q&As just because it'll get a little... Uh, confusing, but since I'm on here by myself, um, I figured I'd let you hop on in if you want to. I don't have any pre-submitted questions, but while I wait and see if anyone asks any in the comments, and I'm going to preface, I'm going to be kind of telling here for the next 20 minutes or so. Uh, I, sorry, uh, it has been a rough fall, winter over here, sickness-wise, uh, so bear with me. I still have like that persistent tickle from the second time I got COVID. So I had a question pop up about links not working in the Summit Portal for some uh, speakers uh, for their free gifts. Um, all links should be in there now. All links should be working. The only thing I want to add is the link for my free gift, my Motivating Reluctant Readers Guide. Uh, that one, you will not, you can click the link, you can go ahead and sign up, you will not immediately get an email from me. Um, I'm still at battle with tech. Uh, for whatever reason, that one's not cooperating with me. Uh, but I will be able to mass send out. Don't worry, nobody else gets your emails. Uh, but I'll be able to push that email out this evening uh, to anyone that has signed up. And then hopefully, if you sign up tomorrow or later in the week, it will automatically trigger an email uh, if you sign up then. So if you're seeing this later and you go and you get an, an email right away with the guide, awesome. That means I fixed my tech issues. Uh, if not, um, I, I still haven't managed to get it working. But I have the guide. You will get it. I promise. Uh, all I need from you is going and clicking on that link and it'll bring you to a form where you drop your name, your email, just like you did for registering for, for the summit. Um, and I will get that guide out to you. I don't want to spam anyone with stuff that they don't need. Uh, that's why all of the speaker gifts, you'll notice you have to input your name and email to get them. You're only going to receive the free gifts that you decide to go in and claim and sign up for uh, so that your email is only um, receiving things that you, you want, <laughs> that you're going to benefit from. Sorry, I don't know if you could tell about the, the light just, just then. Uh, we live not too far from the airport around here. and some sort of very big airplane just flew over the house and managed to cast a massive shadow. That's never happened before. Um, for a second, I thought it was the power going, but I don't think it was. Since I am still on here and connected, I am going to check one more time to see if any questions got submitted while I was hopping on here to talk to you. And I don't see any. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna just sit here and chat for a bit. If you happen to drop a question or have any other questions uh, about the summit, about my topic, feel free to pop in. If you want to click the link to join me over on Zoom, that's in the comments. Um, so one thing I often hear from parents is that they can't, it's not just about getting their child motivated to read, it's their child doesn't understand why they need to read. And if you've seen my videos, heard anything about my personal story, 
this was a major disconnect for me. I had this idea in my head that reading is just a school. Somehow I was going to get through, and you'll hear me mention this on some of the other sessions, that I was going to get through high school, get through college, graduate, and never need to read again. And I feel like a lot of times when we're in that moment, when children are in that moment, they don't understand that this is something they're going to use for the rest of their life. It's like when we, when we talk about math and it's like, oh yeah, what am I ever going to use this again? Well, first of all, we do end up using a fair decent bit of math in our day-to-day lives for, you know, balancing our checkbooks and things like that. Do we need, do we use calculus and trigonometry on a daily basis? No. Reading on the other hand, at the very basic level of foundational skills that you need to have in place and they need to be strengthened in order to use them well, those we use on a regular basis. Are we all off writing um, PhD level thesis papers? No, but we do want to read and write enough that we can get through our day to day. We need to be able to carry on in our, our job. I personally went to school to be an elementary education teacher. I didn't find myself in a classroom. I did find myself in several different admin customer service roles following college. And that meant a lot of emails, a lot of PowerPoint presentations to edit and things like that. So there are several careers out there that you're going to wind up in that are very rich and deep in needing to use those reading and writing skills on a daily basis. So I think the more we can shine a light on that for our kids, it's really, really important. And if we can highlight even just like in our day-to-day moments that we're utilizing that skill. I like to point out like, um, I'm trying to think of a good metaphor or a good example. Like for example, if we're, if we're going around um, uh, on our day-to-day basis, obviously our kids growing up, you know, they're, they're going to need to learn how to do their laundry. They're going to need to learn how to do all this and that. We, Think about, oh, I need to teach you these skills so that when you go off to college, you're not shrinking your clothes down to baby size t-shirts or turning them pink because you had a red sock in with the whites or anything like that. Those are all important skills that we, we think to teach our kids to send them off into adulthood. Reading isn't always in that way because inevitably with reluctant readers, we can end up in the scenario that it is going to battle. You are like gearing up to uh, night after night, try and get them to crack open a book and read. And I think instead of coming at it from a position of, you have to do this for for school, if we can show them that it's fun, that it's exciting, that there's so much more out there for them, they're going to understand that way more than, but it's just homework, mom. Why am I doing this? So if you can have that moment, that light bulb moment go off for your child, that's what we're hear about this is this is a big reason why I put this on together I want us as parents to help create those light bulb moments for our kids to help instill that value of reading so that they want to use that skill to whether it's bettering themselves in their occupation down the road or they just made a new friend who moved from another country or a new state and they want to learn more about where their friend came from Teaching them that books and the internet and things like that are great resources for doing that is awesome. But on the back end, they also have to be able to read, to do that research, to look into those things, to dig deeper into those topics that they're interested in. So if we can show them why, the, like the big why behind reading is 
why reading is so important. Obviously, with math skills, we need math to, you know, not go into debt, not <laughs> have a, a negative number in our bank account. You know, that's important basic math skills that we need to continue on in our adult lives. If we can have that same level of value and emphasis placed on reading for them, I think that's really going to help them understand why it's so important for them to connect with books, to engage with books. And I could honestly go on about this for a while. Um, and I'm not seeing anybody hopping on. I'm not seeing any questions. I'm going to refresh the page just in case. Yeah, not seeing anyone. I do see I have three viewers on here. So if you're watching me right now, give me a high hello in the comments. Uh, I want to know who I'm talking to <laughs> because I could honestly go on and on with the whole entire training. Um, but I am here to answer questions. Um, I hope you enjoyed my little mini training tirade that I just had there. Uh, let me see. I'm trying to think if there's any other important information that I need to share about this one. Um, Portal is up. I've talked about the VIP pass, probably ad nauseum at this point. Um, do you out there in watching land have any questions? If not, I'm going to wrap this up and then feel free to drop any questions if you're catching the replay. Drop questions in the comments. I will come back throughout the day and, and respond. Uh, I am doing a lot of behind the scenes work here on my end. I have some emails that I have to still pull together uh, so that you know where to be for the rest of the week and things like that. Um, and I still need to go through drawing, drawing those prizes. So that will get up sometime probably around dinner uh, since I have about two hours before the kiddo gets home and I need to see if I can get this freebie for you, my motivating reluctant reader's guide up and working for you. Oh, hey, Kristen. <laughs> my, my, my good friend Kristen is lurking in the comments. Um, Kristen, can you think of any questions that uh, inquiring minds might like to know? I know you have the young kiddos that, you know, haven't quite gotten there yet. They haven't reached reluctant status, and I love that you're being here and you're being proactive to prevent that. I think that's so important. Uh, I think once we, no, no child really born hating reading, we can easily instill that in our kids, and I think that's really good to capitalize on. I think the the, the real key is once we get them to that point, we want to keep nurturing that as much as possible. We never want reading to start feeling like a chore for our kids. We don't want it to become something that they dread or worse yet want to run in the opposite direction. Um, because for me, I don't know how many of you have watched various videos and what I, honestly, I can't remember what I've said in half the videos I've done uh, about my journey. I, I'm wearing contact lenses right now. You probably saw me at the kickoff party last night with my glasses on. And uh, I think I had glasses on during both my bonus trainings in here, which by the way, if you haven't checked out my bonus trainings, go check them out. They're both here and in the portal. Um, <clears throat> I, uh, I lost several pairs of glasses growing up and eventually my parents just kind of threw in the towel and were like, we're, we're not going to keep buying them just for her to lose them. Uh, which side note, we found like two or three pairs when we moved out of my childhood home, just behind a bookcase somewhere. Uh, and at the time that it was okay, I could pull the 2020 vision, but for only so long before I would start to suffer the vicious cycle of eye strain. Okay, I'll get to that in a second. Um, and so I didn't, 
find reading enjoyable. Pain is not enjoyable. And for me, reading started to equate to the headache pain I was getting. And if, first of all, someone had convinced me to wear my glasses, that would have been a plus. But if there had been more moments to make reading fun and exciting for me once, to either one, overcome that pain and just push through it, or two, make me want to read so often that I had no choice but to actually pull my glasses out and put them on. Um, either one of those scenarios would have been very beneficial for me in the grand scheme of things. I would not have become a 20 plus year reluctant reader. I would not still be suffering the effects of it today. I, I, I started falling off the wagon right at that pivotal moment, which I think we mentioned during Alexa session, how if they're not proficient by the end of third grade, it's basically catch up mode from there on out. Can you continue to better your skills? Absolutely. I'm still growing to this day from, you know, just over the last couple of years of really starting to engage with books and reading more frequently, but it's still not where I could have been. And so I think being able to shine that light, nurture that love and really, really latch onto it and, and just pour into it as much as we can, that's going to be the magic ticket to get your kids hooked with books and continue reading. Uh, for the rest of their life. And now Kristen dropped a question. Let me see. She says, what is your favorite tip or thing you learned from the speakers when uh, from prepping this summit? Oh boy. Um, favorite tip. Mm, not going to lie. I'm not going to play favorites, but I could talk for hours and hours and hours about how important it is to find the just write books for your child. Because honestly, you could tell me, fill your blue in the face, how important reading is and how valuable it is, how much I'm going to need those skills in the long run. But if you give me an instruction manual or something about sports, I am not a sports individual. I may have been a dancer growing up. And if you give me books about dancing, okay, yes, that's yes. And I do consider dancing a sport, side note. But if you gave me books about any of those other topics, regardless of how valuable you told me my reading skills would be I still wouldn't want to pick up a book and read so my biggest utmost tip is always going to be leaning into your child's interest and playing to their strengths um I think I mentioned it in my session about boosting confidence and you know I'll probably I think it's in my guide in particular uh, but one of the things that you really want to capitalize on is if you have a reluctant reader, a struggling reader, good, differently wired reader, good chance they are going to be dealing with low confidence somewhere. They're struggling. They're not on par with what they're seeing from their peers. And that can be really tough. That can be really damaging to their confidence level. And that can spread. Even if it's just right now localized in one particular area like reading, that can easily start to spread to bringing their confidence confidence down in other areas so the more we can bump up that that that, that strength that they, ha they have whether it's you know they're doing good in sports or they're really really creative or they're you know super talented at music or something along those lines whatever that is it's really really important to praise and encourage and really talk about how awesome those strengths are and I'm basically giving you part of my training from Friday. Uh, but the reason for this is reading is a hard skill. 
reading is a very complex skill. You watched Alexa's session this morning and we talked about, you know, there's so many different foundational pieces to what reading is and all those pieces you need working together to actually be able to read well. And because of that, if we can highlight that they've done other things, that they're good at other things. So nobody, you know, walks into karate lessons the first day and, you know, comes out of black belt. It takes time. It takes effort and practice and hard work. And if we can show them that they're capable of doing all those things to achieve that goal, they're more than capable to take that same effort and drive and put that into reading if they want to. The key is if they want to, right? <laughs> so obviously the more we play up, the more we boost this, this confidence, their, their confidence, the more they're going to buy into, first of all, their ability to pick up those skills. And that's going to make it a lot easier for them to work on them and want to engage with books more to support that growth. So hopefully that was a good tip there, Kristen. Um, if you want to hear more about my, my, my series on fostering a love of reading, definitely upgrade to the VIP pass so you can check out uh, my Rediscovering Family and Fun Masterclass. I'm definitely going to be diving in super deep in that one to really how you take advantage of family read aloud time to just make it a fun experience for everyone. Because like, like I'm saying here with incentivizing reading, I do think it's super important to demonstrate that value and not just value for them in the long run, but the value that you place on reading in your own family. Because if you can show them that reading is important, uh, nine times out of 10, our kids, when they're young, they're wanting to be our little mini-me's. They're going to want to copy that. Um, and so we want them to copy that love of reading. So anyways, before I give you my entire masterclass right here, <laughs> I'm going to cut myself off unless, there, unless there's any other questions. And I'm going to double check the form one more time to make sure none came in in case there's somebody off of Facebook. Let's see. Nope, looks like I do have some questions to send over to Stephanie. Um, but yeah, thank you again for popping in. I will be checking in the replay. So give me a hashtag replay and drop any questions that you have. And again, apologies that tech is not on my side with my freebie. Um, Again, that one will be up, uh, will be sent out to anyone that has signed up. Now that that link is in the portal, uh, that will go out tonight. I cannot guarantee what time, but it will go out <laughs> before the end of the day. And if you're signing up after seeing this later in the week, it should be working just fine by then. So, yeah. Okay. I think we're good. I am super pumped, super excited about the summit. I will be back on at 8.30 tonight to recap today and can't wait to see you then. Bye.